ओम वक्रतुंड महाकाय सूर्यकोटिसमप्रभा निर्विघ्न कुर मे देव सर्वकारेशु सर्वदा ओम भगवते श्री सजानंद स्वामी महाराजाय नमः ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते रुद्राय श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः श्री कृष्णाय नमः श्री रामचंद्राय नमः ओम श्री महेश्वराय नमः ओम या देवी सर्वभूतेशु महालक्ष्मीपेण संस्थिता नमस्त 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 नमो नमः सर्वंगलमे शिव सर्वाथसाधिके शरण्यत्र्यंबके गौरीनारायणी नमोस्तुते ध्यानमूल गुरोर्मूर्ति मंत्रमूल गुरोर्वाक्यम पूजामूल गुरोपद मोक्षमूल गुरोर्कृपा श्रीगुरस्त्र अखंडमंगलाकार व्याप्त मेन चराचर तत्पम दर्शित मेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम अतिमरांदनशलाकया चक्षुरु मिलतमेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम गुर्ब्रह्मा गुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुदेव परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीगुरुभ्यो नम We are continuing our daily contemplation through the grace of all the sages and the incarnations of God to give us the intelligence to contemplate on these verses of Guru Stotram as a continuing series of contemplations on Sanatana Dharma with relation to the intersection of psychology of the Vedic tradition of our daily life experiences and all the great teachers so we are we are continuing our exploration of the uh stotra guru brahma guru vishnu this verse in the stotra and we are going forward today to look at further aspects of the vishnu tatva so bhagwan vishnu is worshiped in the sanatana dharma uh, a four armed form chaturbhuj form is um worshiped throughout india in different ways again where this form came from and what that form is about we will cover that in our series later on uh, in the vishnu tatva series i won't go into that right now but there is actually i can just say this much for now is that there actually is a being with a four arm form form in the vaikuntha dham is not some iconography only or something that is uh, uh some imaginary thing like that it's not like that there actually is a chaturbhuj swarup in vaikuntha and all of the liberated souls in vaikuntha are also chaturbhuj swarup so what vaikuntha actually is what is the chaturbhuj swarup this is a metaphysical thing which we will try to cover in some brief format Uh, as i mentioned before the metaphysics is quite extensive and it it requires quite a bit of foundation to understand that uh but we don't have that time in the daily satsang so i will put it in brief way to try to put put the metaphysics as needed inside here now our focus is on the guru tatva and how guru is a form of vishnu because we are not able to see that chaturbhuj swarup or something transcendental we are not we don't have that vision to see that not yet at least 
So as a result of that, we are dependent on the enlightened sages. You know, there is a verse in Kapil Gita. Kapil Devji is another incarnation of Bhagwan Vishnu and he has given uh, this uh, discourse to his mother. He liberated his mother, Devhuti. So there is a verse that's it's like this Prasangamajaram Pashmatmanaha Kavayobiduhu Saeva Sadhu Shukruta Mokshadvarma Pavrutam Meaning that it is only through the enlightened beings in human form just like us who are fully awakened and enlightened is the doorway into the mukti possible. We as we are with all of our confusions and distortions and agitations and everything else that is mixed up inside our minds and our body, we are not able to perceive the actual reality as it is. That is why the manifested gurus are of predominant importance and of course scriptures. As I mentioned, scriptures are gurus, manifested teachers are gurus and they are manifesting Vishnu so that we can begin to see God everywhere. So what we have on the screen here right now is the first verse of Vishnu Sahasranam. And I will try to pick on some of these during this series uh, to explore Vishnu Tattva. Just to give some idea about what Vishnu Tattva actually is and then how the Guru is manifesting this and then what it means for all of us. So the first verse in the Vishnu Sahasranama, which is actually in the Mahabharat. Okay, so this is from in the Bhagavad Gita is also in the Mahabharat. So the first verse is like this Vish, Vishvam Vishnuhu Vashatkaraha Bhuta Bhavya Bhavat Prabhu Bhuta Krit Bhuta Brit Bhava Bhutatma Bhuta Bhavanaha. This is the verse. And the translation is in front of you. So, the word Vishwam, the word Vishwa means the creation, the universe, Vishwa. And Vishwam is the all or the creation. Same thing as Sanskrit way of putting it. So, the entire manifestation is Vishnu. Infinite galaxies, we have seen now through Hubble Space Telescope, infinite galaxies. There's no end to the manifestation. There's no end to the creation. We said the creative power is Brahmaji. But what the creation is of infinite galaxies, infinite planets, infinite and expansive, endlessly expansive creation. That entire creation that is in the purview of our five senses, that is only a fragment of this word Vishwam. I hope that point is clear. Our five senses can only grasp certain amount of reality. Through scientific endeavors, we have been able to expand those senses. As I mentioned several times before, through telescopes and microscopes and all those things. But even any extension of the senses is still within the realm of the senses. So this first word, Vishwam, is referring to 
the entirety of creation, the 14 lokas, each Brahman having 14 lokas, and so many other things that are not ever possible to be seen through the realm of, of the senses. The senses have a certain boundary around them. So, in the very first word, the first name of Sri Vishnuji, Vishwam, that fullness of reality is actually an opening that happens. It's an opening to into that fullness when we are connecting with enlightened sages who have transcended the limitations of the body, the senses and the mind. They have a body, senses and mind, just like we do. See, Guru Vishnu, our, our focus here is on that verse, remember. I don't want to go into tangents too much. So yes, there is a physical form, like Adi Shankaracharya, like Ramanujacharya, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Bhagwan Swami Narayan, like Paramahansa Yogananda, whoever. There is a physical form. But that form is a manifested form of the Vishnu Tattva. That form is not different from the Vishwam, the fullness of the entire reality. So the sage is not just a jiva like we are, the enlightened being, the Gurur Brahma, Gurur Vishnu. That sage even though in physical human form, just with a thought, just with a bhavana, just with a, an intention, the fullness is there. I am that fullness. The body is there. Body is part of that fullness and I am that fullness. Vishwam. The body is in that Vishwam. See, we feel I am in the body. That is the, that is the jiva's uh, connection with the three bodies and the limitations that I am this body, I am the subtle body, I am my thoughts, I am my memories, I am my desires, I feel I am inside the body. The enlightened sage is just the opposite. The body is inside the enlightened Vishwam, inside the enlightened state. The whole Vishwam is me and this body and all bodies are within me. See the difference? <laughs> it's really unbelievable. My goodness. Just this first name of Sri Vishnu. You don't even need the other 999. This is enough. It has everything in it, in reality. But it's, all the other ones are further expansions of the same truth. From different angles. Let's stay just with the first one today. Let's go a little bit further. What, is, what an expansive state it is to feel, to, again the word feel is not the right word, to exist as the Vishwam. See, Sachin is speaking right now, Sachin says, oh Sachin, there's Sachin, 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 his name is there in Sachin. Oh, be a false bath. It's totally false. It is relatively true because my, the mother of the body has given this name to the, and the, the mind is identified with this name. This is me and this is who I am. This is my mother. This is my father. This is my this. This is my that. This is, 
and I'm just the mind is just trapped in this thing this is my caste this is my immediate family this is my extended family this is my profession this is my me and mine me and mine me and mine wohi jeev hai that is the jivatma's bound state when we say gur brahma gur vishnu we are connecting with the all the enlightened sages that have ever come as well as right now as well as in the future because they do not live in that bound state as we are living they are living in a state of total oneness with the vishwam that the vishwam is me even though the body mind senses function relatively in the world as the manifestation as a grace of god that such a being exists for the upliftment of humanity that being is is no different from the infinite consciousness is no different from the vishwam and they are teaching us whether it is adi shankaracharya ji or vedvas ji originally from from all of his teachings if you put all the teachings together any real guru is going to try to awaken the humanity into the state of the first name here vishwam realize who you are you know know thyself right now what does this mean for us what is our daily application of this if sachin believes even as a belief if this being called sachin if this being even believes this fact that the whole universe that is who the guru is and that is who i am that belief itself will open the mind completely and to open the mind completely mantra sadhana like om namo bhagavate vasudevaya any vishnu mantras are there's so many om namo narayanaya these mantras are an assist or they are a way for the mind to connect into the vishwa state but it begins with the belief that i am that pervading entity that the vishnu tattva is present everywhere everything is the vishnu tattva vishwam and the guru is that so tasmay shri gurave namaha we have a devotional attitude towards the guru but but from that devotional attitude there is the immersion into the state of the guru and so the guru and shishya are now coming to the same point the guru's point his function is that to bring the shishya to 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 bring the individuals who are stuck in the limitations out of them to where that being is 
So what is the practicality in this? First thing that happens, just with the belief that I am everywhere and the Guru is everywhere, there's a devotional attitude in the body consciousness. In the meditative consciousness, it is beyond the mental devotional attitude. It is the state of existence itself, Satchidananda. That is the connection between Navda Bhakti and the Satchidananda state. Navda Bhakti, the nine forms of devotion that we looked at before, they are a sadhana to purify the mind. The purification of the mind is a preparation to move into the state of Vishwam. And that state is also an intermediate state to something much beyond. But we will talk, talk about that as we move forward. First, we get to the point of universal consciousness. Universal consciousness is that everything is within me. So if you're sitting in meditation with this bhavana that all is me, all is within me, because the but again, it begins with devotion, not with ego. One has to be very careful about this. Because we're trying to show now the, tr the, the progression from the understanding of the Guru to the understanding of the Sadgurus sad and Sadpurushas, beings who are manifested beings of Brahma, Vishnu, Shiv, and then or the Parabrahma, Sakshat. And then from there, to have a devotional attitude towards them, but not, you know, not to be stuck with the personality, to stuck to get to the identity, not the personality. Personality is a beginning to get to the spiritual tattvic identity of the of the great sages, and of course within the scriptures also. And then from there, to take that leap with courage and intentionally, deliberately, consciously, completely move into, by the grace of God and by one's will, move into the state, I am everywhere. That same Vishnu Tattva is also manifesting here. That I am this limited being is one being inside the infinite consciousness. So, Sachin says, I am the jiva in this body, indweller. That is also true. But that is from the body consciousness level. Once we move out of that in the uplifted state, one goes from the human level into the state of Mahamanav or that state of the godly state. That is the potentiality in the human body. That the human body is the means to evolve into the state of the divine. Into, into that divinity that is present already. So when you're sitting in meditation Everything is within you, including this body and the mind, etc. When we're doing bhakti, we are in the body consciousness and in the mind, the nine forms of devotion, sadhana bhakti. Because we 
are going to fluctuate between the two states in, in this world. Even the great sages, the fully enlightened stage sages, they also deliberately maintain some body consciousness to keep the body alive. Otherwise, the body will not even be here. So they maintain certain body consciousness to interact with the people in the world. Otherwise, they can leave the body anytime and move straight into the infinite. But then if they do that, if that you know, those evolved beings do that, then they cannot serve the world here. And we know that incident already from Ramakrishna Paramans, that that is exactly what was going on in his life. He had kept one Icha, one vasana alive, and that was the sense of taste. He deliberately had maintained that to main, keep the body here. The mo, if he could leave that, and then he, and then if the moment he left that, he the body will remain only for for like a week or so, and then it'll go away because there's, because he's so already immersed immersed into the higher consciousness. How the body can can remain? Body is not who we are anyway, but body is a means to this evolution. So the maintenance of the body is only possible when there is some vasna. The example that is given is of pure gold. If you have 100% gold, you actually cannot make any ornaments out of that. You have to have some little bit of another metal to make to fashion it into an ornament. This is what I've heard. I don't know much about gold and all that thing. I don't know anything about it actually, other than the fact that there is something people run after, which is just another part of this world only. That's all, that's, all, that's the only thing I know about that. But ye baat hai sab. So you need to have some other metal inside there to fashion the ornament. Similarly, even in the Brahmic consciousness, a little bit of deliberate vasna is deliberately created and kept by the great sages just to maintain the body for the purpose of interacting with the people in the world so they can they can live they can function here by the will of the divine for the for the <coughs> for the upliftment and kalyan authentic kalyan of the all the jivas they they are only filled with compassion they don't want anything from anybody they're not here to to do what the what the people in the world are doing People in the world are running only after three things, kanchan, kamini, kirti, that's it. Money, sexual pleasure, and then position and power. Nothing else. And then they are doomed within that. Totally destroyed in these three things. Because from the money you get all the sense objects and then you keep running after more and more and more and more. And then a person, the time is gone and the person is finished. The body cannot, and then the rebirth occurs and they're chasing those vasanas again and again. Kamini meaning the Sri Purushasakti, sexual vasana. Whole sansara is just completely lost in that, completely. Totally lost. And then the third, and if these two things are already satisfied to a high level, the person starts running after position and power. And we see that also. And they're also blind. Obviously, this is, these are the three blinders to Brahma Vidya. And the Sadguru, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha. Guru Reva Param Brahmatasme Shri Guru Nama. The Guru opens the eyes out of these three. These, of course, in our life we have bank accounts. Of course, in our life we have we have things that, that, that are with us. But there is a realization 
of of not considering them as a doorway into akhanda ananda it is not a doorway it is a, it is it is there to sustain the universe to some extent but to run after these three things without dharma without the right vision behind these three things will bind the jiva for infinite lifetimes potentially in into the cycle of birth and death birth and death birth and death moving through the different lokas again and again and again as i mentioned before if that is clear and this is a big thing if it's a massive if if that is clear which is usually is not not even among so many of the so called gurus mostly it is not clear to anybody but if it is if if it is a massive if if it is truly clear then realization of god is right in front of us but this is not clear to people and that is why the jivatma is getting enraptured and fascinated and and entrapped by the manifestation rather than getting entrapped by the manifestation how beautiful you are the manifestation how can you get be trapped in it and what are some of the sadhanas for this anywhere you go you sit and you and you see that all this this within my purview of the senses is the beginning and then without distortion perceive the play of the three gunas of maya and when we perceive the perceive the three gunas sattva gun rajo gun tamo gun the that perception of the three gunas of maya is a doorway into the realization that i am the vishwam because now we are no longer within the realm of that influence of the maya and so then what is life experience in such a state everything that is done by such a being is called leela hum jo kehte hain bhagwan krishna ki leela we don't say krishna ka krishna krishna did karma nobody says that bhagwan ram ne leela ki bhagwan krishna leela ki koi bade sant hai wo leela karte leela meaning what is unbounded action it is a play of consciousness there's a wonderful book called the play of consciousness it's called chit shakti vilas by muktanand baba from ganesh puri it's a parampara from maharashtra amazing so this can be in our life also when no karma is accumulated every action is a divine play it is a because it, one is not bound not by kanchan kamini kirti not by sattva gun rajo gun tamo gun one is not bound by anything but one is still doing everything this is the interesting part one is doing everything going for exercise go, earning money going for job having family having pets doing doing the and seeing it as a game there's no attachment none at all there's no entanglement there is the activity in the sansar and that is sanyas sanyas as defined by the bhagavad gita is the renunciation 
of the attachment to the fruit of the action. So when we pull these ideas together, we, th we are then prepared to live in this world as a liberated lion, as a liberated being. You know, the goddess is sitting on that lion, right? On the, the lion and tiger and all that. Why is that? That our power, that we are, we become the king of the jungle, not the slave in this jungle. And what is this jungle? This jungle of this sansar. The same word Vishwam is a massive jungle. And if you are identified with Bhagwan Vishnu through the Guru, in terms of devotional attitude as in, as in terms of the oneness attitude, then that is the kingly state. It is not an ego. There is no ego in this. It is a liberated, tremendous state of high energy. Then whatever may happen in this sansar, it doesn't bother, it doesn't touch. It doesn't mean you are careless or insensitive. On the contrary, there is compassion and love for all. But there is no, no entanglement and there is no entrapment within the Vishwam. My God, what a state that is. Just imagine, even if we think about such a state, that's a big thing. It's, it's just uh, most phenomenal truths are, are available for us. To be able to live in the sansar as a leela. In, in fact, you see, the sansar itself is a leela of Bhagwan Vishnu. From the point of view of Bhagwan Vishnu, the actual being Vishnu Tattva, Vishnu, the being Vishnu, Vishnuji, who is a spiritual being, From his point of view, and again, we cannot understand that. I'm just quoting something which I have studied over the years. From his point of view, he is performing the Leela as this Vishwa. From his point of view. And we are all inside his body. But we are also only evolved from him. So we are small manifestations of that same being. You see, Bhagwan Vishnu with his eyes closed, you know, with that image of on the Sheshnag, and he is, and his eyes are closed, and Lakshmiji is at his feet. We see that all, all that in, this, in the ocean of that ocean, on that ocean he's lying, the causal ocean. That this is a dream of God. Bhagwan ka swapna hai. He, but the dreamer is dreaming this dream. And we are also part of that same dream. So if we awaken from the waking dream and deep sleep states, we can awaken into the Vishnu Tattva itself. Who is the dreamer? So that's why Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha. The manifested sages who are in this higher consciousness of Brahma, Vishnu, Shiv and the Mool Swarup of the Paramatma, they know, they are aware that the whole Vishwa is a dream of Bhagwan Vishnu. Nonetheless, they are functioning here because it is a dream from that point of view, from that higher consciousness point of view. 
from our point of view, we take it as a reality. So the great sages enter into our states of existence to awaken us from our dreams back into that state. I hope that's, and there are some movies on this point also, but not this way, but they talk about dream state and going into dream state and somebody else going into your dream state and stuff like that. It's amazing, absolutely incredible that we are experiencing this world due to the presence of the Paramatma but the world itself is a dream. It's our dream or it's the dream created for the Jiva. Now there's even more interesting, interesting Tattva Gnan here. I'll just take a few minutes and just express it here because I know we're at half an hour point here. Just give me just three, four more minutes here. Very interesting. That each Jivatma is given Anubhav by Bhagwan Vishnu. Anubhav meaning what? That the Jivatma are infinite in nature as per Vishishtadvait. Each Jivatma is separate but same in quality. And it is an emanation from the body of Bhagwan Vishnu. This is one way. Sharir Shariri Sambandha. So each Jivatma, take our own experience, we have our experience of mother, father, this world, our name, we have our experience of this material world. The creator of that experience is sitting within the Atma as Sakshi, and this will come in the Vishnu Sasanam also, as Sakshi, as witness, and also the creator of the experience for the jiva based on the desires and the causal bodies that's why that's why he, that vishnu is vishnu ji is seen as sleeping on that ocean that ocean is the causal ocean it's called mahakarana so it is a causal ocean within which the universes exist but we also have our causal body so to express that to be able to experience the, the expression of Maya, the experience of the names and forms and, and of the body and everything that is in our purview has been created for the Jiva by, the, by Paramatma based on the accumulated karma of each Jiva and also based on the desires of the Jiva moment to moment that is called Kriyamarn Karma Kriyaman means what you're doing in the present. It's called Kriyaman. Accumulated is Prarabdha. I, I, I'm sorry, yeah, the long-term accumulation is Prarabdha. It's short-term accumulation is Sanchit Karma. And then, and then so like this, you know, so it's a, it's a whole accumulation of action. The force of that creates the reality around us. Around each Jiva, it's like a three-dimensional holographic uh, uh, reality that is created for each jiva and everyone has their own reality we're, we're we are in our own 3d show think about that hum sab hamara jo jeevan hai na wo ek imax theater ke jaisa hai like a globe you know you see the three dimensional imax theater you feel like you're sitting over there and people are coming to you and but it's even much more than that it's a, it's so it seems so real and so unbelievable it's been created by god the Jagrat, Sapna, Shushupti experiences 
or the lack of experience as a Shushupti, it is, it is created by Bhagwan Vishnu for the Jiva so that the Mahamaya can express itself for the Jiva. And then that becomes an opportunity to go beyond Mahamaya. Without, without the expression of Mahamaya, or let's put it this way, it is only through the expression of Mahamaya one can transcend Mahamaya. That's why in the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna is saying, Daivi Esha Gunamayi Mama Maya Duratya Mam Eva Ye Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite. That the Mahamaya is divine, it's my power. Which you cannot understand. You are in that, you're in that holographic reality, this created reality of the Brahmanda. And you'll never be able to get out of that thing. It is an infinite reality existing from time immemorial. Anadikal. In Vachanamrut, Bhagwan Swaminarayan has mentioned Mahamaya as an Anadi Tattva. Beginningless. So if that is the case, what is the way out of the Mahamaya? Go to the feet of Paramatma. Say, I don't know anything. I'm just a child. I'm just at your feet. That is the best approach. And then from that, he will give the jnana and everything else that is needed to live a liberated life. Tadami buddhi yogam tam. He gives everything. Once we go to the Paramatma, honestly, genuinely, through satsanga, through the scriptures and all the great sages, this is, that is what we are doing here. Once we do that, once we take that step, Bhagwan is going to come close to us and liberate us. Mama Maya Duratya Mam Evaye Prapadyante Maya Metam Tarantite. I will liberate you from my Maya. The Maya is Bhagwan's Maya. Now somebody will ask, why did Bhagwan create this Maya? He has nothing better to do. What is this crazy Leela, this Brahmand and all this thing? But what is the point of all this thing? So it's a simple answer, eh? It's not that Bhagwan has created Maya. It is a power of God, but the Jivatma is also not created by God. That's the most straightforward answer. Jivatma is also Anadi Tattva. In Vachanamru, this is very clear. Jeev Ishwar Maya Brahm Parabrahm. Jeev Ishwar Maya Akshar Brahm Parabrahm. So the infinite Jivas are within Mahamaya. Why are they like that? It is the existence. There's no why to that question. You know, that question disappears once we come out of Maya. Once we come out of Maya, it's like saying, why is there darkness? Who cares why there is darkness? Come out of it and find the light. Then if you're in the light, if you're inside the sunlight, if you're going, living inside the sun, the concept of darkness is not even there. There's no concept of darkness. And this, this point is beautifully explained. By the way, I just want to just quick, give a quick, quick reference called Avdud Gita. Avdud Gita is the teaching of Sri Dattatreji to his disciples. Or sab Advait Vedanta teaching hai usme. And this point is made there. Even the concept of bondage and mukti are not there. The concept of darkness and light are not there. Because in the enlightened state, there is only the divine only. This is all so exciting. You don't feel like ever stopping this. You know, see, I spoke for 39 minutes are gone already. I told the Chetna at one point, this is, a, this is a fact. Who is such a, we are nothing actually. You know, there are these awesome, I was listening to some one Kathakar from Maharashtra in Marathi, because I don't understand Marathi language. 
he's spoken on the on the 10th canto 10th skanda of shrimad bhagavatam on the leela of sri krishna my god the depth at which these people have gone we're we're nowhere near that even you know this is only scratching the surface it seems like so i see adbhut baat hai so with lots of prayers we'll stop this recording here